episode 67 of the Elite Road Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Elite Road Warrior Podcast, where we believe you can leverage the road to transform your work, health, and home life while on business travel to ultimately master the business travel life. If you're a road warrior and a great chance you're on the road right now, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Elite Road Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley. Usually your fellow road warrior, still a husband of one, father of five, and I'm still trying to figure out and make the best of a long, now even longer stretch of not traveling. But regardless, I'm still committed each and every business trip and also being home to becoming and remaining an elite road warrior. And as I always say, I would love nothing more than for you to join my master evil plan and this worthwhile road trip. Many of us as business travelers, well, we're grounded literally in every sense of the word and as much trouble as I get in at home, that adds to that as well. And it's been weeks, now months, since we've traveled due to the current health pandemic. And if you're listening to this episode after all this has passed and you're back on the road, well, this content can still apply when you have a break, especially an extended one from travel. And the reality is, knowing business travel most of my life, I'm experiencing a wide range of emotions not traveling at all. Many of those emotions are even on the same day. And I don't claim to be a highly emotional or unstable emotional guy. I'm high energy, but I'm not all over the place emotionally. If anything, For most of my life, I didn't show much emotion and the result was passive aggressive behavior that unintentionally affected those around me. And it's been an area of growth for me through the years to handle my emotions in a healthy and mature way. But if I were to open up the honesty vault, my first couple of weeks of being off the road when this health pandemic began, I had bipolar (laughs) contrasting opinions and emotions. And with some reflection, and conversation with really people that are dear to me. I've identified eight very specific emotions I'm really truly experiencing with not traveling at all right now. And I challenge you for you to consider how many of these are accurate of you of these specific emotions. Emotion one, confusion. My last trip was on March 10th. I had some meetings, even though a big conference I was attending was canceled the last minute. And little did I know that would be my last trip and who knows, and still, I don't know how long. And even when I was a little skeptical and just had no clue what would transpire in the world of business travel, let alone the world as a whole. And then the next week, I was left spending hours, then days canceling what I knew was canceled, which meant flights, hotels, rental cars, different meetings. And I was also waiting and waiting to hear if my next trip, And then my next trip was going to be postponed or canceled. So there was this level of sharp null that I was dealing with as a result of all that was going on. I was confused. I was a little bit frustrated with it. I just didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden, what seemed to be kind of a kind of working its way up. Next thing you know, you know, an NBA basketball player finds out that he has the coronavirus, and all of a sudden, sporting events start to get canceled. Next thing you know, we all of a sudden start to go on home lockdown. It was a state of confusion, which gave me emotion number one. 
Then it led into emotion number two, which me, which was disappointments. So I moved from confusion into some real disappointment. I was really looking forward to some warm places during an extended gray, unpredictable winter in Chicago. I always make it to Arizona in March to experience Chicago Cubs and White Sox spring training. And this was the first time in eight years this didn't happen. I was bummed. I was also going to take my family with me on their spring break to the west side of Florida to honor them with this trip since dad was gone a lot during quarter one. It's a way to give back to them, and they were seriously excited. I had a couple of big events in Las Vegas I was looking forward to. I had a trip to the Bay Area for a conference and some additional training. I was even going to go to Dallas for a training and was so excited to see the brand new Globe Life Park, the new home of the Texas Rangers. And of course, if you know anything about me, I've visited every single Major League Baseball park. Got to be inside the park. No drive-bys allowed. So of course, a new stadium, which meant I had to update being in every single baseball park due to this current streak and so on and on and on. Events I was looking forward to seeing experiences I was going to have, sites that I was going to see, people I was going to meet, or old friends that I was looking forward to seeing again, all postponed or canceled. And disappointment was and still is real in this specific business traveler. Then oddly enough, I kind of moved into emotion number three, which was relief. And once the stay-at-home act hit Illinois, thanks to Chicago, and I'm a Chicagoan, I didn't realize how tired I was of the grind of road life. And I seek to become a remain elite road warrior, but I still had this level of relief. We weren't rushing our kids all around town for basketball and volleyball practice. My early morning flights out and late night flights in were not an issue right now. Spring finally showed up in Chicago and my kids can finally get outside. I can help with my wife with spring training like never before in the Buck fam house because, well, I'm a captive audience and we've purged so much. True story, someone driving by on garbage day actually asked my wife if we were evicted. (laughs) But instead of staying in relief mode, the next emotion started kicking in and kicking me. Emotion number four, frustration. It was kind of nice not having the rapid pace our family often finds ourselves in. But then I had to find out how to work from home with everyone home all of the time. Now, a little background or reminder. My wife is a school teacher and all my kids are in school except my youngest who is four years old. During the school year, I have my home office when I'm not traveling and the entire house is to myself which is ideal. I help get them out of the house. So I wake up early, have my morning time. I turn around, help get them out of the house. And then I get the house back. I can work, but also help out around the house by taking a break, doing some laundry. I can also prepare dinner for the fam so they can come home and eat. Then during the summer, winter, spring breaks, the fam is home, but also have the ability to go and work somewhere else. Starbucks, the library, and often my local string of hotel lobbies that are near me. Thank you, Residence Inn, Hampton Inn, Hilton Garden Inn. Or my family can go out for the day to the park or the zoo or the pool, and I can get the house back for long stretches of time to work. And this gives me some variety and allows me to be the best of working from home. But that ain't happening right now. 
Everyone is home all of the time. And even though there's some grace on the calls that I'm having or the videos and the cuteness of having somebody come in, it is frustrating. And having these interruptions, hearing voices, which I believe were only my family all the time, has just become aware on me. First four emotions going through this guy. Number one, confusion. Number two, disappointment and a lot of it. Number three, some relief. And number four, frustration. Four down, four to go. But after this short break. You're listening to Our Dad on season two of the Elite Road Warrior podcast. Brought to you by the The Buckley Buckley Kids. Kids. This is Trey. This is Cole. This is Caleb. This is Caitlin. Make connecting with your family a priority on the road. Have you ever found yourself seeing what someone else does or carries with them on the road that stands out to you? Maybe it's a gadget or an app or a way of doing the road that makes the road easier or brings energy. I just created my top 10 business travel hacks guide for you, and it's absolutely free. You can learn my business travel hacks in minutes, what took me years to develop on the road. Download this guide to help you master your business travel life. All you need to do is go to the show notes found at EliteRoadWarrior.com forward slash the episode number and grab your free copy today. So here's the fifth emotion I'm experiencing not traveling at all. Exhaustion. Now, I thought the road had its moments of exhaustion, but who would have ever thought? There's another smaller pandemic called Zoom fatigue. Come on, man. I thought about that term when I recently read an article on Fast Company that addresses Zoom fatigue. And who knew that would become a thing, but it's real. And I'll put the link in the show notes if you're interested in reading the full article. And I've hit a different level of exhaustion due to, well, I I feel like I'm seemingly always on the phone. And Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting with no breaks in between, which the author of the article called Zero Break Schedule at least on the road. I had drive time, gave me some level of break, but all of a sudden I find myself going into one Zoom meeting, into another Zoom meeting, and I don't have that margin like I used to. It didn't matter as much when I'm gone a lot and home a little bit, but now that I'm home a lot, I'm finding it huge in my life. Another level of exhaustion is one position for one screen. Let me quote the article. Another reason that video calls can be exceptionally tiring is that you need to physically hold yourself in one position. In an in-person meeting, you're likely to shift from one side to another side, tilt back in your chair, swivel from looking one way to another depending on who is speaking, and lean over to take notes. Unfortunately, in a video call, you're stuck in one place, trying to stay in the center of the screen, and moving in any other direction can cause your face to become awkwardly cropped. I get it. And I'm a stand-up guy, so I'm going to stand up as much as I can. And I'm even at the point right now where I'm willing to do that movement. But it is. It is a level of exhaustion staring into that screen, also being in one position at one time. Interruptions that are seemingly quick and not bothersome, but I find myself constantly trying to get back my train of thought or re-engage in the meeting. Dog comes in the room. One of my uh, kids come in the room, just ask me, ask me a quick question, whether I'm on a call or not. I'm breaking my concentration. It is a lot more tiring than I thought. And most importantly, 
an exhausted wife who <laughs> was doing online learning with her grade school class, learning new technology, homeschooling the kids, and feeling like she's on house arrest. And that is something I've had to really learn. You know what? My expectations of my productivity for the day need to be tainted, and that's okay. Having a wife that feels like I'm participating in the kids' learning, a wife that knows that I'm willing to make lunch or breakfast and help out around the house even more and not be so irritated, if you will, when all of a sudden I'm interrupted is something that I've really, really had to work on. And it has created an increasing level of exhaustion that I never thought that I would experience, even though I'm still getting really, really good sleep. Emotion number six, uncertainty. I mean, it's hard not to get sucked in by the day-by-day updates on the news, articles being written, and the onslaught of social media. I go from the news, then all of a sudden I go to you know, watching that too, reading it, and then all of a sudden, you know, flipping through social media and, and just no level of exhaustion. And you're wondering, how much longer is this going to be? What's our plan? Contingency plans. How will my job, business travel, the world look like post an unprecedented health pandemic. And all these are really, really legitimate concerns. And one that if not kept in moderation, I'm learning and perspective and lead to a whole other string of emotions, not like worry, fear, paralysis. I mean, need I go on? Now, I'm a person of faith. And this has been a real challenge slash opportunity to allow uncertainty to steal my peace and my trust in God. And it's been something that we have been working through as a family, and it's brought us closer together as a family and strengthened our faith. Listening to other people and figuring out, okay, where's the balance in this? How can we encourage them and let them know that my uncertainty is different right now because of my faith? And if you're a person of faith, I really encourage you, use this as a spiritual formation time to grow you. If not, I hope that you can look at maybe considering faith and what's going on in the faith that can be in there to have certain hope. So for me, that uncertainty, well, it's challenged. Some days I do really, really good. And then all of a sudden I got a bad stretch, but it's really going back, at least for me to my faith. Oftentimes it is first thing in the morning and getting centered that way. It's praying with my family, having conversations with my family, and then also tucking the kids in before bed and having that conversation, helping them understand what's going on in the world What are some of the concerns that mom and dad are having? And using this as growth opportunities for all of us. Emotion number seven, curiosity. And you may be curious by that emotion. A mentor friend of mine, Jonathan Milligan, has this quote when challenging times confront us. And here's the quote. What does this make possible? Five words. What does this make possible? Or in other words, in the life of a business traveler, what does being off the road for an extended period of time make possible? And initially, I didn't think about that at all. I had all these other emotions that were going on. But now that I've kind of worked through this and starting to reflect a lot more, especially in journaling, think space opportunities, conversations with people that I really, really care about, I'm learning to ask that question a lot more. And the longer I've been home, this I'm trying to turn the uncertainty into curiosity. And not in a negative way. But I'm also wondering, well, how will companies handle this time with their business travelers on the ground to improve their road life so everybody can win? How can a business traveler who maybe doesn't have the support of their company still take personal responsibility and make some changes? How can I personally use this time 
wisely knowing it will end. This too shall pass and have something to show for it other than relief that it's over. And this curiosity has been really, really good for me. It's led me into asking better questions of other people who feel like they're in this exhaustion cycle or in this uncertainty cycle or in the frustration cycle, wherever they are in the process to maybe ask some leading questions, hopefully turning it to the positive and the curiosity with those five words. What does this make possible? And this has led me into the eighth and final emotion that I'm experiencing not traveling at all. Emotion number eight, motivation. Maybe it's accepting the new normal right now. Maybe it's the weather finally warming up. Possibly it's my resilience through my life and optimism I tend to lean into finally coming through. Probably a combination of all the above. But either way, I now only want to lightly experience any of the other eight emotions and spend my emotional energy on motivation. And since the world of an elite road warrior revolves around the six energy habits framework, we're going to do this together. I'm going to start with next week, and this will be a six-part series on how to leverage being home with the sole purpose of getting myself ready to get back to road life. Did you catch that? How to leverage being home right now with the sole purpose of getting myself ready to get back to road life. Are you in? Let's make this happen. Emotions are real, whether you choose to recognize them or not. Other people may feel them. We need to work through how they're affecting our new normal right now of not traveling. So here's a review of the eight emotions. Number one, confusion. Two, disappointment. Three, relief. Four, frustration. Five, exhaustion. Six, uncertainty. Seven, curiosity. And eight, motivation. I encourage you, Road Warrior, and I challenge you, Double Dog Road Dare You, to notice when these emotions come up and how you are handling them. And you can find the list of these eight emotions, quotes, the links from the Fast Company article, timestamps, by checking out EliteRoadWare.com forward slash 067. And you can also find the top 10 business travel hacks guide to learn the tricks of the trade to get better, not just get by. And here's a great chance to maybe go through that, which you've not had a chance to do because you've been on the road, man. Check this free guide out that can hopefully help you when you get back on the road. And I'd love to hear from you to connect with me on my three primary social media sources, which obviously are a lot more available right now. LinkedIn at Brian Paul Buckley, B-R-Y-A-N. Instagram at Elite Road Warrior as well as YouTube channel, Elite Roadware. So wherever you are on the road or not right now, do something, anything, just not nothing to master the business travel life. Leverage these eight possible emotions of not traveling at all to help you become and remain an Elite Road Warrior today. You got this. Man, I hope I'm not an emotional wreck. Somebody help me.